0: Yo, yo, what's up? I am Monkey. And I'm Heath. And this is Football Inside Out, a podcast from Copa. We're coming to you every day from the Copa 90 Clubhouse in Lyon Bringing you the excitement from the 2019 Women's World Cup in France And you can find us at the bar Super 5 Screening all the remaining games uh, Don't forget as well, hit that subscribe button And make sure you never miss an episode
1: And coming up today, we hear from Manchester City and Germany forward Paulina Bramer Who popped into the clubhouse and uh, shared some wisdom with us But before that, here are the five things you need to know going into your day
0: football inside out by
1: copper 90 number one no beer no beer zero beer mate that uh is the first time i've heard that
0: yeah no beer at uh the final of the game or at any of the games i've heard yeah. And how we've only just discovered this. I thought people were drinking beer this whole time. It's well, non-alcoholic.
1: Well, sometimes in stadiums, you have different stands that serve, like they're different vendors, Yeah. right? So I was in a line in, in Paris and I was asking the team like who wanted, who wanted a beer, got mm. a few beer requests, went to buy it, realized it was just the uh, Coca-Cola line. I was like, okay, I get it. I was in the wrong line. I'm already too deep into this. Sorry, no beer. But I didn't really process that there wasn't beer. Then I went from hospitality down to other seats with the thing of wine and somebody's mm-hmm. like where did you get that wine and they said it in a way that like i should have re- i should have brought like, like looking back i realized that like they were in like Jesus. yeah they were like like it was a revelation you know uh but yeah crazy yeah, i'm no so uh, that's that's one it's really messed up, it's messed up. <laughs> people have traveled all over the world uh like let them have a good time
0: yeah I'm if, surprised. if their
1: good time requires beer i
0: don't understand why the uh what what the reason was that what why they
1: decided to do that yeah we'll have to get to the bottom of that because it's unacceptable. it's unacceptable but, but i would i would assume most travelers knew that right when they were like booking their packages you would think that they would know
0: i don't know i didn't i bought some tickets through like you know normal normal Ways, and yeah. there wasn't like a warning there should be a big warning. but you were
1: already here no like beer. you didn't you didn't plan a trip to come here as a fan you were already here Plan
0: a trip to come here to drink a bit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's, no. that's okay, also big game is a uh,
1: number two chelsea have appointed former midfielder uh frank lamp lampard 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 lamp he is a lampard. Former, lampard i like that we it, this the the, the, the the caption says former midfielder you know like like, for, no. like not anymore. Not anymore. He's just the person who, who <laughs> coaches now, but he used to be Mister. Oh, the former Derby County boss has signed a three-year deal at Sanford Bridge. That is crazy. Huge for the fan base. Yeah, I mean... But it puts a lot of pressure on him. A lot of him. pressure, isn't
0: it? And, yeah. he, and what Derby's... The biggest job he's had. I mean, he did an amazing job. Right. Almost yeah. coming up against Aston Villa. I think that's who they it's played. a pretty
1: good run for, for a young manager. That. I was at
0: the game. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. But I just... Uh, when you see an ex-legend player mm-hmm. come into a club to be a manager, it's yeah. very rarely that they do well.
1: Well, Thierry Henry did that at Monaco, and he had started his career essentially yeah. at Monaco, and that did not go well, and it's over. After
0: yeah. like six months.
1: And I thought that that would like, hurt his reputation or something like that, and maybe it has as a manager. Mm. But, but also, like Chelsea's notoriously unstable yeah. with managers. So hopefully he gets like at least some sort of peaking start or they're finally looking to change the method at Chelsea and saying just like they did at Liverpool. Let's get in. A, let's get a manager in that we believe in that believes in the philosophy here that we're willing to build around so we can create some more stability and consistency instead of it being like like peaks and valleys
0: yeah I mean he'd be crazy not to take it but it's going to be hard the weird thing thing about it is I like Frank Lampard and I want him to do well but I don't want Chelsea to do well so I'm very torn (laughs) Um, number three yes Um, Peru defeated Chile 3-0 to secure their place in the Copa America final for the first time since 1975
1: yeah, I mean Chile had been the dominant ones of this tournament, right? They're the ones that beat uh, Argentina in the last two finals, mm-hmm. and so it's a shame to not see them in a final, especially against Brazil, because yeah. they are like sort of the current kings of this tournament. It's in Brazil, but Peru—that's a big
0: loss too. That's not like that's not like a
1: yeah no. scraped that's it a, by. That's, that's a, like
0: a tidy win.
1: It's a domination. Yeah, yeah. I I, I traveled with Peruvian fans to to Russia last year. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. I also went to a Peru versus Iceland match. Super, oh, yeah. super niche in, uh, in New York. Yeah. And it was just like all Peruvians. 100% stadium was full of Peruvians. And it was just a really, really cool atmosphere. So I'm happy for them to, to, to reach a final. That would be a good final. Yeah. Number four, Atletico Madrid have signed Portuguese forward Jao Felix uh, from Benfica for a fee of 115 million pounds, which makes the 19-year-old the fifth most expensive teenager in history. I thought, that, I thought we were past this era. He's 19. He's 19. And 19. Say he gets 15% of it, like, uh, as a sign-on fee. He is now really rich.
0: He was born in 2000. Yeah. Can we just point that
1: out? But he is supposed to be the next phenom.
0: Millennials.
1: Millennials. Gen, <laughs> Gen Z. Man, that's crazy. That's almost not Gen Z. When does it become... What's the next thing? Gen... Is that what that? Is that, what that right, era The world is won't called? be... Gen is going to ruin it for everyone anyway, so, like, the world probably won't be here, so you don't have to know what the next thing is. <laughs> Gen Z are the worst... The uh, and finally, number five, the U.S. celebrated a 4th of July win by defeating Jamaica 3-1 in the Gold Cup semi-final. They will now play Mexico on July 7th, which we all know is the same day as the final, which is the same day of the Copa America final, which is ridiculous that we've scheduled three games. Now, day of football, mm. great, but like for allowing the World Cup to have its own day and its own stage, Rubbish. really messed up. And the reason I say it was a 4th of July win, by the way, was because there was a 90 minute delay during the match that pushed the game well into the 4th of July.
0: Do you think they did that on purpose? Of course. <laughs>
1: we're <laughs> America Mexico got to the final on, in controversial fashion and we had to remind them
0: yeah yeah that it's, it's America it's day. our day
1: yeah we're gonna extend it into another one
0: and those are the five things you need to know going into your day this is Copper 90 what's up bro
1: um just trying to still wrap my head around this no beer thing
0: yeah it's uh weird I don't even really drink beer, to be honest with you. I'm not a massive drinker, but I wouldn't mind one now and again.
1: I've gotten into these beers called Sours.
0: Oh, I love Sour Beer. Yeah. It's very hipster of us.
1: It is, but but I'm a wine drinker. So they were like, get into it via the, the Sours. And while if you have more than one, you suffer from extreme acid reflux for like a week. Yeah. They are delicious.
0: They are very nice. I, I, know,
1: the, I know the hipster thing right now is just a good micro IPA. brewery IPA, yeah. right? um because the first thing i did i went to a coffee shop here met a guy who knew a person that i knew and his friend who owns a beer bar here it's like a micro beer bar where it's like the taps are all in silver on the oh, wall like a and micro they, like, brewery. yeah yeah and Vibes. he was like oh american and then i heard him saying something in french i didn't understand and he said uh micro beer micro brew um and then all of a sudden he translated into english that They're he like owns small a bar. batches yeah. of just beer. A, really stereotyping me as an american that <laughs> oh, he's like, oh american, american. <laughs> Micro beer, micro brewery. Yeah, then, I do. I,
0: I like a, like a fancy beer. Yeah, like I'm not really like a Foster's
1: sort of Stella. Are you a casual beer drinker? Like, do you, do you like do you get home after a long day and no. go like I could really use a bevy from the fridge?
0: A very occasionally, I might do that on like a summer's day or something. I mm. might have like a beer, but just like one. But actually, I haven't done that in a long time. So
1: the only I thing know. I really enjoy of a beer. Of like a not great beer is the sound in the summertime of the, ksh, ksh, yeah, the yeah, like it's that. Satisfying. That just sounds like summer to me.
0: You know what smells like summer to me? Dark fruit, strongbow. Yeah, it's like a really rubbish cider that you get in a can. That I can guarantee every British person, if they've been to a festival, has had a sip at one at one point while listening to some kind of music in the field, wearing wellies, Wellington boots. Do you are, call them Wellington boots?
1: Never heard of either of those things. Wellies? What are wellies? Uh, What's a Wellington boot? Rain, Like a rain boot. Okay.
0: Yeah, like a rain boot. What do you call them?
1: I, I, rain boots? You call them rain boots? Yeah. Like the green ones, yeah? Yeah, like Paddington wears. Like yeah, like bear. Paddington bear, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, wellies. We call them wellies.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Is, it a, is, is Wellington a brand?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. Is Why Wellington we a place? Wellington is a place.
1: Where it rains a lot,
0: perhaps? I mean it rains everywhere in the UK all the time. But maybe they maybe they maybe they invented them there. I don't know. We're
1: doing a little uh, investigative journalism right now.
0: <laughs> it's really important. We journalism. don't have the
1: answer, but we're well <laughs> on our way uh, to somebody who's listening sending us that answer. That's yeah. how you that's how you solve problems. Yeah, yeah. If Put you it out there, know. people solve it for you. Then we just get to chill. They get to do the work.
0: Is Copa named after the boot?
1: Um it's
0: named after the cup. Cup. It's named yeah. after the cup. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course it is.
1: Um, and, and 90 would be the minutes played. Right. In a match. Okay. That makes plus, sense. It would be, be weird to be 90 plus stoppage. Yeah. Copa 90 plus stoppage.
0: Or, or, you know, if it was this year, 90 minutes plus seven. I feel yeah. like every, every game has been plus seven minutes.
1: Copa 90 VAR. Plus, VAR. plus VAR. Plus that'd be VAR. A, that'd be a lot to, to like search for. Like as a name.
0: As a name. <laughs> we should get sponsored by VAR. Yeah, is that a thing? You can I, watch us back.
1: Yeah, that would be a great segment. Just the var.
0: Well, it would just be all the. Well, that could takes, be the
1: fact-checking it? one segment where it's like we, one of us has to tell a story. We each tell a story. One of them is untrue. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, var comes back in. Corrects it. Producer Lucy says. She goes like this. She Turns out the- you were lying. Yeah. Yeah. She does the little uh, the hand, the hand visual. Symbol. Yeah yeah
0: i'm pretty sure that would just be the whole podcast you'll talk you're all talking crap you're talking crap the whole thing
1: what if in the future of var we're not using screens anymore so oh, the geez. the visual of the screen the rectangular hand signal wouldn't yeah. make sense to people like the future they're looking at it and somebody does that and they're like what's that because screens are like projected three-dimensionally into like you know get with me here guys i've had a lot of coffee <laughs>
0: i know i was like geez um i don't know I have no idea. Did that throw you off? You did a little throw me. existentialism you in the morning. You know what off. I mean?
1: Where are we going with this? Gen Zs are ruining Earth. Now I've brought up the fact that TVs won't exist soon. Like, Actually, the Earth is flat. So. Yeah. Did I know we talked about it, but uh, I don't think we discussed it. Of that team in Spain that's renamed their team to Flat Earth FC. That is crazy. Out of support for the Flat Earth movement.
0: How big is this team? Is this just like a load of wallys like down the park every Sunday?
1: Is that is a wally different than a welly?
0: yeah yeah because
1: you're just saying a lot of (laughs) a lot of like names that like i'm very confused and i'm gonna end up i'm gonna end up seeing somebody in the street going like i like your wallies and they're gonna be like what Uh, (laughs) what is that wally is
0: like just a bit of a fool basically. yeah yeah yeah, you're Wally.
1: There's a lot of things that I found out yesterday. I'm not going to say them on here that are apparently derogatory terms uh, <laughs> yeah, that you, you can say. That I've been watching a, too many kind of British movies or other movies around the world that you say casually because they're great one-liners um, that are not actually okay to say regularly because yeah, they're offensive. Not to say that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, I said something to I said I called myself Oriental to an American. And that's they, not, were they, they were offended by you calling yourself <laughs> just just whoa 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 just just to just to point out to listeners who who don't know i'm i'm half uh filipino and like i don't know that's just not a thing in the uk like there's right. not a but apparently it's offensive because it's the like the orient was
1: at one point a very large region of the world
0: i mean sure yeah but i still don't find it offensive
1: well, I think you can call yourself anything you want. I mean, yeah, I can do and that. You have, but
0: it's like they got offended that I was calling myself that. Yeah, they weren't. They they were they were white.
1: Yeah, what did so they say?
0: They were like, oh, and I was like, oh yeah. I said I was. I remembered. I was like, oh yeah, that's not really. You Can't really say that in the states. Yeah, um,
1: you can say that. I mean, you, you can, can say, say that. It, like,
0: but like, it's a, it, people find it offensive.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, obviously there's a lot of sort of like the. Migrant history has sort of seen that, or like that term, Mm. in a very negative connotation in the U.S. And it's just not something that anybody ever said because you were learned, you were taught from a young age, just not to, not to say it. Also, because like Oriental was a regional aspect of like it'd be like saying North American and then suggesting that like Mexicans and Americans have the same history of some kind, right? right? Okay, Um, it's like oriental would be a, is a region of the world but it wouldn't suggest cultural like because there's tons of languages tons of histories everybody you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's like you you saying that would it would it's the same as like saying you know japanese people and chinese people are the same yeah
0: yeah my friend who's um half japanese from the states she finds she she finds it offensive are we play on the same team together because i had this conversation with her and i was like do you find that offensive but she's lived in the uk for a couple of years, I think. And she was like, yeah, totally. And I was like, that's so funny. Like I don't, obviously I didn't call her out on it. (laughs) I was just interested to see if she did. Yeah. And she she totally does. (laughs) It turns out she totally does. I have, um, I have a hair question for you.
1: Yeah. You're not the first person. He's
0: got some lovely long locks. Yeah. How long, how long has this been
1: growing? Um, I, maybe a year and a half year. Okay. Not really sure. Not too long. Did you ever play with really long hair? Yeah. I went through some phases. It, let's just say that every haircut that David Beckham had, I had at one point in my oh, career. Oh, really? I had the culturally appropriated cornrows uh, during the time <laughs> that, like, if I did that now, get in trouble, for sure. <laughs> uh, I've learned a lot since then. I never had any dreadlocks, though. I never, like, dreadlocked my hair because... He didn't have dreadlocks. No, he didn't either. But, like, I had everything from, like, uh, two, like... Uh, shaved my head on like a two mm-hmm. um, razor razor to like long hair to the samurai you know with oh, like yeah. the bun on top or like the the tie on top and the that's probably offensive too but um like is a bun offensive like a, no the samurai oh yeah <laughs> yeah like <laughs> that haircut is called the samurai Hips the samurai um yeah and then, yeah, everything, everything. What about to, like, the um?
0: Didn't you have like a mohawk sort of thing, like a little mohawk at one point? Did you ever have that?
1: Not quite as like spiky as mm-hmm. that. Um, I never really, I wasn't really a big gel or gel like guy. wax person. Yeah, it was just like the hair was just gonna be on my head, especially most of the time on match days. I was just too lazy. <laughs> the hair I was like, <laughs> I had good, I had good intentions of like having my hair well put together, but then like the day of a match would come, I'd be like, "Ah, can't be bothered. I
0: remember when David Beckham got that little mohawk and I think, oh no, I can't remember which shirt it was now, but I remember all the boys at school during the summer holidays all suddenly got the David Beckham mohawk. Yeah. And would dye it red sometimes.
1: Well, he was like, he made everything appropriate, right? Like mohawks were really punk, like crust punk, anti whatever thing in the US for a long time that Mm. you only did that if you're ma- like, you're making a statement the same way that like tattoos were at a certain point connected or like had these connotations of like gang life or violence or, or, you know, it's like the propaganda of like history has created all these, like in the same way that they did with this, like the, you know, marijuana, for example, and mm-hmm. all these types of things were like at a certain point connected with a certain people that were, were negative. And I remember even when I moved to Europe the f- i saw people with like full sleeve tattoos and i was like whoa like stay away from them they must be dangerous <laughs> you know and it would like people like no no it's just like art and then all that now you're seeing like people just want to design or like curate their life via a story or they just want tattoos you yeah, know it's it like doesn't of, have a negative
0: it was kind of a big deal sometimes when he got his hair cut like alex ferguson really kicked up a fuss a couple of times didn't he when he when he uh had some Outlandish hairdos.
1: People go nuts for it, right? Like it's it it it's a big talking point. This is a trendsetter, and it's also a distraction, right? Everything he did created like buzz.
0: Uh, when you look back at it, actually, when it was like in the newspaper, like David Beckham got his haircut, it's like a big deal because it's like against regulations or whatever. Yeah, who fucking cares? Now, now you look back at it and you're just like, why did why did anyone care? Like people pulling out like props to celebrate now. That's, yeah. like, the new... They're well, like, well, we can't do that.
1: Yeah, like, but he he was... like He paved the way for a lot of things. So, like, he had crazy hair all the time. He was one of the first to switch to, like, white boots when white boots became a thing. Otherwise, yeah. it was only, like, number 10s in history that got to wear anything but, like, boots. Then things became more colorful through him. Like, he had, like, a billion-dollar Adidas contract. Like... He was the most marketable person in the history of the game. Like, uh, more marketable than, than than Ronaldo or Messi.
0: He put up a... I think it was like either today, yesterday or a couple of days ago, he put up, like, an Instagram post. Uh, like, very occasionally, he'll put up Instagram posts of, like, him and Posh from, like, 10 years ago. Some of those outfits, man. Yeah. They're killer. There was one... There's one. They're both wearing all purple, but, like, a really sort of deep purple. He's wearing, like, a purple suit. She's wearing a purple dress. And then they're holding... A baby. I'm assuming it's Brooklyn. I think who's the oldest one. I don't know. And the baby is wearing all purple and is also wearing a purple cowboy hat. Yeah,
1: it's
0: amazing. As
1: as you do, (laughs) like what? what
0: When did they dress up? And they're like, they looked at me and like, this is a really good idea.
1: (laughs) Well, he also wore a sari before. Like, yeah, he he had a he had quite a run of of like over the top outfits, but it caused like he's literally a marketing machine. Everything he's ever done since those two got together, has, like, created global conversations. It's a business. It. Yeah.
0: It's a business. Are you going to go to um, a Miami game when that happens, when his football team starts up? I'd be yeah. interested. I've already seen people with Miami t-shirts. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, this is a club that doesn't even exist yet, and they've got fans, which is nuts to me.
1: Yeah, I think there's something about that in the U.S. marketplace of – our insecurity over time of not having history, right? Right. So if somebody's a Miami resident and they've been waiting for so there used to be the Miami Fusion that played in MLS way they were like one of the early, early clubs and they folded. They had a Tampa team as mm-hmm. well, folded. Like Florida has been notorious for being one of the biggest hotbeds for youth soccer mm-hmm. in the country, but for professional sports has has always struggled on 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 the soccer, on the football front. So yeah. uh for them to come back now where the league is and the bar is being set so high for like f- sports and fans and like at- the way Atlanta did, like 47,000. Now they play like 60 or 70,000 every match. Like mm-hmm. they're they're in their third season. Like Miami's doing the same thing and people want to be part of that first part of history so that someday when the league is 30 years down the road, you are part of something. You are part of building something and there's there's something to that, especially for like the US, because so many people are like a diaspora of like whatever, or they're like a hundred, they're like 10th generation American now, where they don't have like an identity or whatever to a place. Those things start to create a connection, an identity with a location and a place and, and a history that you can pass on, even if it's just sports. Yeah. I it's feel tribal. Like,
0: I feel like in the States, uh, fans will come on board a lot quicker for a new club than they would in like the UK. And it's, it's kind of cool. I can get on board with that. Yeah. But in the UK, it's just like, it takes a while because there's so, also there's, when it comes to football, there's so many teams to like choose from. And usually it's ingrained in your history, like in your family. So if you like support a club, you know, the the likelihood of your family supporting that club for like years and years and years is probably true. Right. Whereas if, um also America's so big, man. Yeah. Like.
1: Well, you, know, you wouldn't get a, a team otherwise. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know? And if you're a football fan and, like, you go to Miami and you have such a large, like, multicultural Caribbean, South American, Central American population, uh, like, like football's in their DNA. They've just not had a local team to support, right? Which is why they had, like, El Clasico in Miami during the Mm -hmm. summer tournaments that had, like, sold out overnight or within a few minutes. You had big matches from, like, South American teams come and play there. There's, like, friendly matches. They're trying to take, like, La Liga games to that place because of its, like connections to like uh, Hispanic culture mm-hmm. and, and La Liga where it's like some of the largest viewership will come out of Florida. So I think for people to have a local team that they can get behind is, is a, is a great thing. And it's just a matter of like how you connect with that community at that point to keep that going because they had it before and it failed. Yeah. Um, LA had Chivas and it failed, but now they have LAFC and yeah. it, it's, it's taught it's connecting with the community in the right way and listening to that community who's giving them like regular suggestions on how you can Entertain them or include them in your decision making. So,
0: has it been announced yet? Who's got the new spot for MLS? Who's going up for it? Detroit and
1: well, there's Sacramento, Detroit, yeah. St. Louis. So next will be next year will be Nashville, right? Nash Vegas. I heard that's going to be a great, great uh, like place for, for a team, for a club. But you're, you're running on like you're you're going to go towards like almost forty teams. Forty teams. Like I I could I don't see where it stops because if you're at Nashville, Miami then you're going to definitely have Sacramento in there because they have a great fan base. Right. Then you have maybe Detroit, St. Louis. Uh, North Carolina is also launching a bid. Like, That's it. Yeah, North it's, Carolina. It's, it's a lot of different people trying to get in, into the league now. Um, I can see
0: North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina have a great women's uh, university.
1: Yeah, and the owner is uh, the guy who owns the Carolina Panthers, and I think he's putting together a group of people that are like, this is uh, North Carolina, traditionally at university level and whatever is like another hotbed of, of soccer. Um, so I could see why they think it would be successful there.
0: Um, we have to get into a chat now that we had uh, with Paulina Bremer. She stopped by the clubhouse a few days ago and
2: uh, yeah, I had a little chat with her and here's what she had to say.
3: This is Copper 90
2: Hi, I'm Paulina Bremer. I'm from Germany. I play for Manchester City right now. And um, I'm here at the World Cup yeah, to see the games. I'm not here as a player because I wasn't in the Germany squad, but I still like to travel around. I played in Lyon, so it's always nice to come back here and, and to the city and just watch the games and feel the atmosphere.
0: So you mentioned that obviously you used to play in Lyon in France. What's it been like coming back as like a tourist instead of a, a work thing?
2: Yeah, it's been great. I mean, I have so many memories in these um, two years here, and they're all very p- positive. And um, I love playing here and living here in this city. It's a really nice city, so it's always good to come back. And your French is
0: okay too. I just heard yeah. it. So <laughs> you, you, you haven't got rusty on the French. How's the tournament been for you so far? Have you come? Have you been watching it all the way from the start? to the end have you been in France the whole time
2: um no I only have been to the first game in Paris and um then I watched it from home or from my holidays because it was my summer break so I needed to take some time away from football as well so I watched most of the game on the telly um especially the Germany games of course but also the other big games and yeah, I think it's it's been a great tournament so far. Some really exciting games.
0: How was the opening game for you? I went to the opening game as well, and I felt it was like I ne- well, I'd never been to the opening game of the Women's World Cup before, mm. and I felt like it was like quite emotional for a lot of people because there were so many young girls and it was yeah, such a big stage.
2: It was it was massive. I mean, um, the stadium was was great. It's forty five thousand people. That's really a lot of people for a women's game and could feel like the French people were so excited to see um, their team playing and to finally start that World Cup, so I think the atmosphere was really, really good. We had the La Ola waves through the stadium and um, Especially because France won and they scored so many nice goals. It was of course yeah, really, really positive. Are you in preseason at the moment? You start soon? Yeah, I'm in um, I have my own individual individual program at home. We start with the team on twenty second of July. So you got twenty days yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three, day, three weeks on my own and then with the team what's it like um
0: doing that sort of pre-season stuff uh by yourself knowing that you have to go back in only three weeks while watching a big tournament Does it does it motivate you to, to do that to, yeah when you watch definitely
2: it? watching all these games i just want to play myself um i mean the break has been good but i'm excited and, and i'm happy that it's over and I can start running again of course it's not fun to train on your own because that's why we do team sports and we want to train play with others together so yeah but it's like that and I enjoy being at home for that and being with my family and then go running and getting ready for the pre-season. Are you
0: excited for for next season? I'm an Arsenal fan, so we've, oh. maybe, we've, got, we've got, maybe got a bit of beef, obviously. We won the league <laughs> last year. Um, but, yeah, what are you looking forward to for next season? Obviously, everyone's going to come back off a bit of a hype or off the World Cup. A lot of English players, hopefully, yeah. might come back yeah. with some hype. That's so. true.
2: No, I'm really excited for next season. I mean, um, last season was, was great for us. We won two Cubs. But we didn't win the um, championship, so the league. So that's going to be the main object for for next season to to beat Arsenal and um, getting on that first place. How's the league changed in the UK since you've been? In
0: it? Have you seen it grow in a very short amount of time?
2: Yeah, I mean um, it's been lots of progression from um, many clubs. You can see that with um, United and Tottenham getting promoted in the first league this year so you can feel like it's growing and yeah i hope that we can keep Keep grow the, the women's get game and get more people in the stadiums. and But I think football-wise it's been really competitive and that was really interesting for me. What's been surprising for you this World Cup? Any players or teams in particular that you can think of? I think what you could see is that Europe was really strong in this World Cup. I mean, um, seven out of eight teams in the quarterfinals were from Europe. so. I think that was um, sometimes surprising, for example Italy has never been that far in a major tournament so some really exciting um, teams and um, I've been very impressed by um, the USA, I have to say, the way and their style of playing, I think you can see progression from 2015 the World Cup to now. I've been asking this
0: question to everyone pretty much,
2: sort of after the World Cup
0: there's a lot of media attention on it at the moment and everyone's obviously very excited but for it to progress we'd like this to carry on after the world cup but as a player what would you like to
2: see uh, changed the most um i think the biggest challenge is to get the people from these big events from a world cup where we have really good amount of people in the stadium 40 thousand people or even a cup final we had a lot of people to get that every week in in the league games because that's still missing a little bit i think to um have good kickoff times where people can come and watch and think yeah that's where we can still improve to get the the fans in the stadium and yeah show that we can play good football football
3: inside out by copper 90
0: Paulina Bremer there, stopping by the clubhouse uh, the other day. Yeah. I heard some crazy thing. I read some crazy things. So in 2017, she she broke her leg mm-hmm. in a game versus Everton uh, playing for Man City. And it took an hour for an ambulance to arrive for, for her to get. So she, it took longer for an hour to get to the hospital, but it took an hour for an ambulance to even get there to take her. Isn't that nuts? That's a joke. I don't know if this is still a thing, but Man City's problem with the FA, because at the time they said, unlike the men's game, there was no rule stating that an ambulance had to be present at uh, women's Super League
1: matches. That's dangerous as well. I don't know
0: if this has changed since then. It has changed. We got the nod. But that's crazy. That was, what, two years? Not even two years ago.
1: That's insane. I know that, like, obviously, like, defibrillators are supposed to be present within a certain amount of distance, but, like, still having, like, any sort of, like, physical trained person for, like, resuscitative support on, like, you know, God forbid something actually happens that's not, like, a leg break. Yeah. Like, I, I, I broke my leg, and I they the hospital was just across the street, fortunately, but, like, they put me on that, like, laughing gas stuff <laughs> yeah, because my leg was sticking straight out to the other direction. Uh. Like I remember Lord. looking down at it and it looked like, like a slide at the park, you know, like you <sighs> slide down it. And I remember where they went to go straighten it because they can't put you on the like the stretcher or the gurney until they straighten it. So then I was like, wait, 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 and took like five more hits of that like whatever like what stuff that made through? me go. What, like,
0: what, what, what was going through your head when you looked down? Were you just in complete shock so you didn't really Well,
1: I just grasp? heard like if, if you've ever been to a baseball game and you hear like a wood <sighs> bat hit a baseball like yeah. really hard. It's like a giant crack. Yeah. And then I looked down and my leg was just sticking straight out. And that's when you sort of go into shock. But it's just like, it's not the pain. It's just more of this idea that's a very unnatural thing that you're looking down and like your body is in a different shape than it was. Like it's it's like, it feels like almost mutilated in a way that like your brain just can't process it. So it's like shock. But it's just like this pulsing, throbbing thing that it just kept feeling and feeling and feeling. And uh, during that time, like your whole career that you wanted to have kind of just flashes constantly you just feel so little control of just like anything right at that point in my life I had had pretty good control of what I wanted to do and Mm -hmm. where I wanted to go and then there was now this thing that I had no control over that I was gonna have to like get through
0: and was this a bad tackle or an awkward
1: oh yeah I was I was I was made an ear post run flicked the ball and kept going and the guy came in late just straight two legs through it and just snapped in half there was a there's a i have it on camera there was a video camera that was way way up in the stadium uh-huh. far away, and the sound on it was really poor, but when you hear the break like you can't hear sound you can hear it like clear as day
0: wow like did pow! you ever did the guy whoever snapped your leg did he ever talk to you after the no after
1: the apparently break he had like apologized and whatnot at a certain point, but never never to me spe- I, I don't remember anything. Like, he may have come over. Yeah. Like, people were freaking out. Like, I remember people were all freaking out because, like...
0: Yeah, it's a horrific uh, thing to Yeah, say.
1: like... Uh, but I, I never heard specifically from that guy after that day. Interesting. It's... A, yeah, it's... it's a, Like, every single match I played in in my entire career, I thought about my leg break. Yeah, I bet. Like, not one match that I play in from that time on did I not have it in my head at some point in a match... Some movement would like trigger the 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 thought of when I broke it. Did you forever
0: play cautiously after that? Or did you play different from that point on, or did you eventually get over it? And I think I got back
1: to yourself. I think I got over it. Yeah, but for example, anytime I found myself in the, I remember one of my first professional matches. It was a corner kick. I ran, made a near post run, and the ball was on my head. Like any any sort of connection with that ball, and it's a goal, and yeah. we win, and it's yeah. nil nil. I had got freed up all this space on like a screen on the back post and made a near post run. And in my mind, it just froze. Right. And I was just like, get me out of here. And because it was the exact same run that I made where I I had broken my leg. Yeah. And even though the ball was in the air and whatever, I just froze and I left the ball. And I remember a teammate of mine, Sky Francis, just screaming at me after, just going like, like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like finish it. Like, we had been grinding out a result. We had been co- sort of, like, knocking on the door for a bit. Yeah. And it was it was the best chance of the game. And I just froze and let the ball go and kind of just, like, left the space. It was such an unnatural thing to other people that was happening on it. But in my mind, I'm like, it was like a PTSD moment. Yeah. That was very, very bizarre. But, yeah, like, every game, I'd find myself in weird positions where – it would just flash in my head. It didn't live in my head. It would just flash in, yeah. in my mind and, and, and couldn't get rid of it.
0: What about, okay, so if we do a bit of role reversal here. So, so you put in a bad tackle and you ended up breaking someone's leg by accident. I, th- I just find it, personally, I find it weird that the guy never spoke to you after. Would you would you sort of reach out to that person or would you not? Because it's just in the nature of oh, the totally. something might happen.
1: I, I mean, we've seen some, I've seen some, so there's like this, Kristo Stoichkov was playing in MLS and they were doing a preseason game. Yeah. And if you don't know who Stoichkov is, he was like the golden boot winner at the 94 World Cup, I think it was, in the US. A Bulgarian player, played at Barcelona, like one of the, be- one of the best players, like probably 100 best players ever. He had like a wild moment, like a seeing red moment, and snapped some college kid's leg off, like literally <laughs> on purpose, went after him, broke him in half, and then it was like a lawsuit happening. But I know a couple other ones that happened in MLS of guys that I know breaking the legs of other guys that I know. Yeah. And just like the really, really traumatizing effect it had on the person who like Did had it? that like lashing out moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and like multiple, multiple messages of just like, of like regret. Yeah. One guy's career was done. Like his career was done. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and Stuart Holden, for example, got hit by Nigel DeYoung- and it ended his career. And I don't know if they ever talked about it, but like a nasty, nasty, like upper below the knee challenge that like literally ended his career. Yeah. And I've seen that happen multiple times. So I, I don't, I don't think it. Oh, they always reach out to each other.
0: And that, and you think those were done purely out of like frustration, despite not just mis, misjudged tackles. Because surely if that's the case, that should be handled as like assault.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would think so. You would think it'd be because some of them, the ones that were like the Stoichkov one, like he went after the guy. And then there was another one of literally had like a scrap happening, got up, ran and just the two footed like lunge where it's like, like, like uh where you're like a coiling a spring, you know, yeah. where that spring comes back and then just Bit unleashes and straight through through, through his leg, like crazy, literally man. snapped him in half. And that was one that you're just like, he of the moment, didn't get a foul you could you know when you feel that tension happening where somebody's yeah. going to get kicked it was like that except that like again it 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 resulted in like just going straight through him and breaking him when out. When
0: it's so intentional like that you would have thought that there'd be more repercussions.
1: And maybe there was, maybe there was yeah, a lawsuit. There could be there could be things that follow up on that. I don't remember how that ended but like if that happened to me and somebody had purposely done it in my uh, like in a way that like, so obvious. was so obvious. Yeah. I mean, the one that happened to me was obvious, but it was before I had played professionally. Right. So it wasn't in my professional oh, okay. career. Okay. So this was no, a man. year I was playing in like a summer league before our under 17 like World Cup. So so you were
0: young when you both played. Yeah, I was right, 16,
1: okay. I think. Um, whereas, like, if it was in my professional career and the same thing happened, like, I would have tried to, something would have had to happen because you now are at risk of like not earning up to your potential because of yeah. somebody else. Uh, like being violent <laughs> yeah, not because exactly, of like yeah. not because of like the wear and tear of, of playing the game that sometimes you get injured or sometimes there's physical contact
0: yeah I, I we had a teammate um, she broke her leg a couple of seasons ago in a game but it was a weird one because she just landed awkwardly and it's one of them you're just like this is such a freak obviously your body is jilting like jilting and jolting and such like harsh movements and different like turning so harshly and stuff but she literally jumped i think in the in the penalty box and she landed one of her f- feet landed first and i was st- stood next to her and i just heard this and it
1: was like oh, something. this is a cringe episode we trying to send to oh lord oh. Oh, my hands are sweating like i get like clammy yeah, thinking I, about this yeah
0: I, I, I first i first thought someone had hit someone's shin pad that's what yeah. i thought it was and then i turned around and I saw it drop yeah. and i was like yeah no that's, that's
1: yeah i mean th- there's so many different ways in which like it it can be a very you know, we saw somebody get stretched off yesterday. I think it was a head, head injury or not yesterday, but in the, um, in the Sweden in the match, Sweden um, towards the end. And it was like 10 minutes to get them off. And it was in, uh, I think it was an extra time, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, some, sometimes it's non-contact, sometimes it's contact, but it's just like any sport. There are sort of risks involved. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you're pushing your body to the limit and Ooh, then yeah. there's I like s- a competitive nature as well.
0: I saw a pretty, oh there was a tackle in that Netherlands-Sweden game where one of the Netherlands players flew quite far into the air. I think they both went up for a header, but yeah, the Swedish player came underneath her, so she kind of like twisted in the air and one of her legs landed first, but her her, her leg standing still, but her body twisted. And it's one of them ones where you watch and you're just like, oh, yeah. but like, and you know, when you get a bad tackle or something, you feel something's not right and, yeah. and then suddenly it's like, okay, but that's the initial like 0.01 second of panic and then you look down, you're like, okay, it's okay.
1: Right. Yeah, it's. I'm like sweating. sweating? I actually Sorry, wasn't bro. sweating so much in this episode until we got <laughs> onto the old, went down old trauma lane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is anything a, else you want to bring up? <laughs> no, I brought that up. How so your leggings? do. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Is that it? Is that what we have today? That's all we have for today. We'll come, we'll come back on a um, on a brighter note yeah. next one, but. It was kind of it was kind of interesting to talk about that. I think.
1: Yeah, I've never
0: spoken it. to you about your injury before. Yeah,
1: so. no, I've I, I've had a few of them. Uh, I'll the, it, it continues from it there. Will continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it for today's uh, football inside out. We will be back tomorrow for another episode. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed uh, to the podcast because we want to deliver you guys some daily podcasts. Yeah, and uh, you can get in touch with us as well. The hashtag #Copa90InsideOut you can send us voice notes and emails to footballinsideout at copa90.com we'll share them on the show we like sharing
0: yeah um, I'm not here for tomorrow I'm, yeah, I'm, going, right. I'm going back to London for a couple of days
1: we'll miss you yeah I'll be back Wait, for the final though will you have air conditioning while you're gone
0: <laughs> well I won't need it because it'll be like 23 degree, oh, degrees 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 <laughs> it'll be 23 degrees
1: uh, that sounds amazing but yeah we'll have um, Chelsea Graham's filling in yes. while you're gone yes. a couple episodes and then you'll be back for the final
0: I'll be back just in time for that
1: for the uh, the encore. The encore. Exactly. Right. Well, we'll see, see you see guys. guys tomorrow.
0: Bye. This, this is a We Are Great production for Copper 90.
3: Selling a little or a lot. because businesses that grow grow with shopify get a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com work shopify.com work shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business like that let's put it online and see what happens stage
1: and the site is
3: live that we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage thanks you're all set that count it up and ship it around the globe stage
1: this one's going to thailand